0: Hello, and welcome to the Writing Guys podcast, where we help writers get inside a guy's head by answering burning questions on how men think. I'm Lancy McCall, today's moderator, and our hosts are C.T. Andrews and Michael Aspen. Hello. Hello. All All right. Today's listener question is, how do men feel
1: about the dating game? Uh Hmm. So I know when we were talking about this, I was like, I, I brought it up because I was like, I think we would have very different answers to that. Um, and then there was a whole lot of stuff that we were like getting ready to talk about. And then Lancey said, wait, 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 let's record it. So <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, I don't know. Did you have answers already like ready to go, CT? You look like you were ready to say something before we oh, started oh, the recording. Okay. So. <clears throat>
2: yeah but i don't know where to start so many so many it's like it's like being a little ship out at sea floundering through a tsunami you have to turn this way and turn that way and you go up and you go down and i'm trying to describe the thoughts in my head there's so many different i have so many opinions on the dating game i don't know which way to steer my little schooner
0: okay let's Um, start at the end and work backwards what is the goal of the dating game? What is it, are we trying to accomplish?
1: Does that help? Marriage. Oh, that's, a nice, that's a nice lead in.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's awesome. I love it. Let's start at the end and work backwards. Um, the goal is marriage, right? I mean, what? that's you know, ultimately speaking, and let's use the word ultimately with the capital U here, it's to get married, it's to find a wife
1: um isn't it i think so so. to find a companion right i don't know i i even though i'm i'm the one that's been married well i don't know how long you've been married nancy but we're pretty close i'm like 26 years or 27 years again i really need to look that up before we do our next episode so i can say accurately how long (laughs) it's been you always
2: you always get it wrong i know
1: it's a long time (laughs) over 25 years so life dude Oh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know what you would say is, I, you know, I have to look at a calendar. I don't know. <laughs> it's good that you're both that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're both cool with that. But um, I know I've been and I know Lancey's over 20 years. Right. I think. Didn't you say? Yeah. So, uh,
0: married 24 together. 26.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So no, that's um, a way to answer that question. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So but I I think that. There are a lot of different reasons why people go into the dating game and and they don't always ultimately have the same goal. um i I think whenever I was in the dating game, I definitely was looking for marriage. but um, if I were to re-enter the game today, I don't know that that would be my ultimate goal. i I don't know that i would I don't even know that I would want to play, which goes into more of the deeper stuff we're going to talk about in a minute about how i view the game versus how i think a lot of other people view it so
2: allow me to clarify really quick this is why i say ultimate with a capital u because there's also an ultimate with the lowercase case u when it comes to dating yes you can date because you want to get late you can date because you want to go to the concert or the event you can date because you need someone to you've got a a, a wedding coming up i guess and you need a date for that you're not ultimately with a capital U looking for a wife or a, a, a lifelong companion so that yes there are many way, many reasons we date but ultimately all of those reasons kind of fall off when you when you when you focus on that one reason why we actually do this thing called dating right it's to get married it's to find a lifelong companion i'm not I'm, what i'm saying is i'm not excluding all of those other reasons for dating but you don't ever go into it or am i wrong
0: i was going to say I, you don't I, I ever didn't. go into
2: a date thinking ah this isn't going to last long ah this is just for tonight ah, unless it's a booty call or one of those secondary <laughs> reasons for for dating but ultimately i think it's to get married
1: i could be i could be wrong i'd really like to know like i, I would like to kind of do a poll and see what listeners think but I think there might be some people in the dating pool that say marriage is the worst possible outcome from, or one of the worst possible outcomes of dating, right? They don't view marriage as a, as an option that they want to go to, but I, I don't know. I've been a long time since I've been dating. I was in, it was 1990s when I was last dating somebody. It's a long time ago.
2: Yeah. If you ask most people, um, and i hear i hear women say this more than i hear men say this but if you ask most people no one likes dating they are always like oh god i hate dating i hate first dates i don't want to go on a first date i'm always nervous and uptight and dating sucks and blah 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 so there's got to be an ulterior motive for dating otherwise no one would do it um at least that's to my my way of thinking so i think that ulterior motive whether it is conscientious or kind of swimming around underneath is to find that long-term thing.
1: Do you? I can, yeah. I was just going to ask you both. I was going to say, do you both, when you were dating, Lancy, and now you're still dating CT, do, do you enjoy, or did you enjoy dating or was it something that was a pain for you guys? Or is a pain depending um, it was, is a pain. Well,
0: I dated, I married early that marriage didn't last i got a divorce and then there was a period where i was dating before i remarried and during that dating period um i had no intention of getting married again ever ever but was it i was having fun yeah. i was i was looking i was i would go on dates because i enjoyed the companionship and and i would i would date exclusively because i enjoyed having someone to go do things with and hang out with and to know but I had no intention of ever marrying them. And then um I just made friends with this dude and he kind of snuck in on me and pretty soon we were dating and then I was married. I don't even know what
2: happened. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> I, I have a, a lot too, actually.
1: I have a hypothesis. So I want to hear CT's answer to, before I speak my hypothesis. CT, do you enjoy the dating? Do you enjoy it? Is it fun or is it something that is kind of a chore and a burden but yet worth it if you can find the one
2: no i enjoy i like to date i I really i enjoy dating and i specifically enjoy first dates i'd really like to know what second dates are like but um (laughs) I, i i enjoy it and i think it's because i'm good at it depending on how you define good at it um if you define good at it by whether or not it leads to something longer term and possibly even marriage, I guess I'm really not that good at it, but I'm definitely good at having fun and and uh, being kind of a, a sociable human being and connecting with other people. Because first dates to me are are when you do have that deep talk. And people say, "Oh, you shouldn't talk about that kind of stuff on a first date." I don't agree. I think this is where you do talk about dreams and what drives you and what touches you. And when when was the last time you had your heart broken and what what is it that that uh, you find most hilarious in the world or, you know, as opposed to. So what do you do for a living? Yeah. You know, where did you go to college? Did you go to You know, that's all that's lot that's all like the first 10 minutes of a day.
0: I like that too. I like getting to know someone and and what makes them tick. I like that too. That's an adventure.
2: Yeah, it's an adventure. And alcohol for me
1: helps with that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just it is a social lubricant. It really is. no, No
2: wiser words. It is a social lubricant. However, I've also discovered that there's comes a limit there. There's a little window in which you want to operate a window of, uh, inebriation. I guess you could say in which you your you your judgment is down. Your sociability is up. You're talkative. You're having fun. But as soon as you cross over into, or go beyond that window, ugh, yeah. Or that big glass of ice water real quick and drink it while she's not looking. Maybe when she goes to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. So the- Wait, but so the hypothesis real quick, and then I want to hand off to Lancy because she had a point earlier that we steered away from that. Want to let her have it. Um, the hypothesis is I think the amount of joy you find in dating is is proportional to or inversely proportional to how serious you are about dating. So if you're serious and you're looking for a wife and this is your or a husband or a mate, I mean, why are we excluding, you know, uh same sex couples. So if you're looking for somebody to spend your life with now, all of a sudden, this decision of whether or not you're going out on the date, whether or not you're having fun, whether or not they are a good fit, that is uh, a huge, you're, you're like trying to think so far down the road, it, it kind of adds a burden to it and it makes it where it's no longer fun. Whereas I, whenever I actually met my wife, and this is a similar story to what Lancey said, I was dating with the intention of finding a wife, but I kept finding fault and I kept running into issues where I was trying to like figure out the perfect woman and then search for her. And finally I just said, Oh, to hell with it. I'm just going to go and I'm going to date somebody for fun. And then my wife came along and next thing you know, we're married. So when I took the pressure off is when I sort of found the right person by almost by instinct almost. And so I, I, the hypothesis is that if you're searching for a, a mate, somebody to spend your life with, that's when dating becomes more of a chore. Whereas if you are into it for what you're talking about, getting to know somebody, looking to have some fun, finding ways to enjoy the companionship for what it is, then it's a lot more fun. And I think there are a lot of people that that's solely what they're in it for. But anyway, that's my that's my theory. That has That is strictly me. That has no basis in like fact or anything. It's like based on anecdotes. So anyway, Lancey, uh, feel free to go in a different direction if you want.
0: I kind of, I agree with you. I think when people stop looking for it so hard is when it falls in their lap.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and honestly, I think that's a pattern that we see repeated throughout life um, a lot. Yeah. Like you think about all like the people that you've known who had trouble getting pregnant and then they just gave up and then they got pregnant four <laughs> months later, you know, and it's, it's just life is kind of kind of
2: fun like that it it is such an irony isn't it the the more the more seriously you take life the more you're going to suck at it (laughs) (laughs) And, and the less seriously you approach it the better off you'll be i think that's true i think that's true now when it comes to michael's hypothesis um i think what i've been on dates with women before you can tell as soon as you walk through the door, you always want to make that entrance, you know, and and I'm a hugger. So my my greeting is a hug. And you can always tell which 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 girls which girl, let's say, is hanging on to this date with an iron fist because maybe she's coming out of a dry spell or doesn't get the opportunity to date much or whatever. And which ones go on a different date every other weekend? I mean, it's it's as clear as a bell. It's written all over their foreheads.
1: Explain.
0: Yeah. Um, well, it goes I back.
1: Think, to... I think it's obvious to yeah. you. Yeah, of course, <laughs> it may not be obvious to me.
2: This is my perspective. This is just my. This is just my <laughs> my perspective. But it goes back to what Michael was saying and Lancey too. They're taking this date. Uh, they're putting this they're putting so much pressure on themselves to perform well in this date because perhaps dates don't come around very often for them. And when they do come around, they really want to, they put themselves under such pressure to perform well on the date. Whereas women who date habitually, and I don't like habitual daters, to be honest with you. um, It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a flippant thing. It's almost like a, you're, you're, you have to gauge them to know what to say in that one single moment that turns them on. Whereas the other girl, the more, the less relaxed girl, it's not what you say in that one single moment, it's how you treat the entire date. And you mm-hmm. have to constantly make them at ease and be comfortable and let, let them know that being honest Is why we're here right just be honest with me you know um and there's just the level of tension
0: yeah so you're picking up on their nervousness
2: yeah i guess to to put it simply you're picking up on how nervous they are how much pressure they're under some are under pressure and you can kind of gauge their situation from that while the other one they really don't have a lot of pressure you know and so it's different it's a little more flippant than it's a little more I'm not saying one is better than the other. You just have to approach them differently.
1: I'd I'd like to touch on the honesty thing because it to me it felt like dating was was all lies, uh, at least at the beginning. Um, you're you're having to even attract somebody to be interested in you. You've got to put on an uh, an air of nonchalance or whatever, or or be quirky or witty or whatever. And that takes a lot of effort sometimes to keep that up. If you're not being natural about it, if it's not something you're naturally good at. And one of the things that really turned me off to the whole dating scene, whenever I was in it, was how many times the person across the table was giving you a false front. This isn't the person you're getting to know, this is the person they're projecting to you. And it takes time to finally break down to get to the point where you get to know the person. And by then so Jesus Christ, I spent six months getting to know you and now I don't like you because you're not the person you projected whenever we sat down on the first date. And I got to the point where I was very tired of trying to distill down a person and figure out who they really were. And that really wore me down. I, I mean, I just, mm.
2: yes. Yeah. I have a solution for that. Oh, hit me. Um, and it does not work
1: <laughs> <laughs> i still can't wait to hear it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me
0: tell you how you can't fix that right.
1: <laughs> right right i'll tell
0: you what doesn't right. work
2: so this is what i do on a date on a specifically a first date when i go on a first date with a girl um i i get her I, I charmed her. I I I get her charmed a little bit with my with some of that. What do you call it? Uh, social lubricant. You know. Uh, we'll share a drink. Whatever. We'll get past all the small talk. Maybe the food will even come, and we're enjoying each other's company. I always pick out that one moment in the date, and what I tell her is this: Okay, so I don't want to waste time, and I certainly don't want to waste your time. So here are my deal breakers. And when I say that. What I follow it up with is, but when I say deal breaker, I'm talking about things about me that are not going to make you want to come out with me again. And I always get that. Lancey's reaction right there is always the reaction I get. They're like, ooh, eyebrows go up, they perk up, they're ready to listen. They want this conversation. And I have a list of six or eight things about me that I believe women would not like. And I tell them this And this, and this, and this. And it has taken me, you know, 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes to get through my list because there's conversation, there's back and forth, there's questions. And it's always, it always brings us out of the date and into the relationship. Even if that relationship is like two hours long. Our masks on and wear fronts and all that. It takes us right out of that. And now we're just two people talking. The reason I say it doesn't work is because... They always find out shit about me they don't like <laughs> because I'm volunteering it, you know. Um, but I don't go six months with this person before I start learning things about them I don't like. And she doesn't go through six months of learning about this stuff with me either. It's right there on the table. Boom. Here we go. And I, I'm not afraid to talk politics, religion, culture. I'm not afraid to talk, you know, uh, whatever they habits and daily habits and daily routines and what whatever the – nitty gritty dirt is that i think i have on me i let them know what it is up front and it it always creates kind of a nice fun energetic conversation and then the kiss goodnight is generally the last time i ever hear from them (laughs) um
0: so why do you keep doing it
2: because someday she's gonna call me back and go i love your honesty Mm. and she might even say your th- these things don't bother me now let me tell you about me ct that you might not like and then we can have that conversation
1: so I, uh, I think i found another reason why i wasn't very good at dating i didn't enjoy the dating game and the reality is the dating game requires you to keep playing and it takes a long time of trial and error to find systems that work for you and I'm like, man, that's a lot of effort to put in if it's something you don't particularly enjoy. The dating game itself is not something I particularly enjoy. And so I it was always something where in the early, early part of my life, it was definitely something where I'm like, I'm interested in being with somebody, yes, but I'm not interested in going and playing the field for a long time. It's just not something I enjoy. So I kind of shortcut it down to basically saying, this is kind of who I am. This is this is what you're getting, kind of what you're talking about, CT. But I'm not I'm not using it as a ploy. I would just be like, look, this is what I like. This is what I, blah, blah, blah. and if you don't like it, fine, we'll move on, right? Um, It was much less direct than that, but still, that was kind of the attitude I put out there. And and it was toward and that was towards the end. I wasn't trying to do any ploys to try and intrigue people. I just started saying what I really thought <laughs> all the time, and then apparently that drew people to me that thought the same way because apparently my voice carries and stuff like that if you ever meet me in person uh so it drew people to me that kind of acted interested in me and then the reality is is jen asked me out i'm sorry my wife asked me out so i think i i think she had heard me talking uh and became interested in that and then she made the move Mm. um And so that I didn't even, I wasn't even trying to play the game. Like I said, I just relaxed and just, I'm not even trying to play the game anymore. I'm just, I'm just being me. And if somebody finds me that likes me, great. Which is similar to what you said, but slightly different. I'm not, I'm not planning it in a very specific point in a date. I was just like all the time I am me. And if somebody likes me, great. If they don't, well, we can beg to differ there and move on. So I
0: don't think I was very good at the dating game because I didn't even know you were supposed to be putting on a mask and being better than you were. I was just,
1: here I am. This is me. Well, and and yeah. that's a good thing though, I think, because it does allow people to then know what they're getting, right? You're not it's not a duplicitous event. Yeah. But I tell you, there are a lot of people out there that use that phrase, I am who I am, and you're just gonna have to deal with it, to be jerks. I'm not saying that you are Lancey. I'm just saying that there are a lot of people that do. They're like, Well, I am who I am and you're just gonna have to deal with it. And I can be mean to you and you're just gonna have to deal with it. And usually that was a big turnoff for me because it wasn't that wasn't being used to try and be open about who they were. It was a way for them to excuse rude or mean behavior. And I hated that. And those people typically I was like, Yep, all right, well, we're done now. <laughs> Let's move on.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you gotta be careful. Um what I've learned is you've got to be careful on dates because what you think is acceptable in, on, in a social setting, like a first date, women often don't. Um, I listen to this. I drive every morning. I drive to work, not every morning, but some, some mornings I drive to work, uh, right about the time, one of the radio stations I listen to broadcasts, a radio uh, early morning radio show called first date update. And it's always about two people who may have gone on a first date and then never heard from each other again. And one of them wants to know why they'll call the radio station and have them put the other one on the radio station. And they, they hash it out. Right. They, they talk. Wow. It out. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's very sounds- uncomfortable and awkward.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, that sounds very much like a morning show. Yeah,
2: Yeah. you know, I it's I keep telling myself this is fake. This has got to be fake. But every time I hear one of these episodes, I'm just convinced "Eh, this isn't fake. I think this is real. You know, this is a, a, a real thing. So probably four out of five times, it's the guy calling into the radio station and saying, hey, I went out with this girl, so and so, and I never heard back from her. Let's you know, and this was the date. Let's get her on the phone and blah, blah, blah. This uh, show, First Date Update, is, I don't know why I start my day off listening to this show when I do, because it never does anything but piss me off. It just pisses me off to hear these girls go, well, when he showed up, you know, I didn't like how high his jeans were on on his ankles. Or, well, you know, he wanted to share his food, and I didn't want to share my food, or just all of these ridiculous, uh, pretentious uh, reasons for not calling a guy back.
1: Yeah,
2: and I know I know that they're really just not telling be, being honest.
1: Yeah, they're not saying, "Well, I'm
2: not attracted to him because he's ugly," which is probably the case most of the time. But all of these other reasons, if they're genuine and honest, I'm screwed, man, <laughs> because because um, there's no way I'm going to please a woman entirely there i'm going to do something throughout the course of a date it is going to end up on the first date update show as the reason why <laughs> they never bothered to call me back
0: okay if that happens you totally have to tell us about it
1: <laughs> uh, uh, okay. he was too fit he just looked like he worked out all the time God, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah You know, so I'm curious in your world on the first date scene, do you go out on first dates strictly with people you don't know and you're getting to know like cold, like more of a cold first date scenario, or do you date people that you've known already for a while and have started at least the, the groundwork of some form of relationship with, whether it be friendship or colleague work colleague or something like that.
2: (laughs) Um, that's a great question. Um, If I had to put a, uh, uh, a ratio to it, it's probably 35, 65, like 35% of the dates that I go on are someone that I have never met before in person. Hmm. Maybe it's an online thing. Maybe it's a a setup from another couple or another, someone else. Um, and those are, those are fun. Those are kind of cool because you walk in with, with, you should have no expectations when you do that. And if you actually do walk in with no expectations, the date is probably going to go better than you hope for. But the other 65% are probably <laughs> numbers that I get at like dance halls and going out to the bar and just talking to women and buying them a drink. Hey, let me, hey, let me get your number and uh, let's, you know, meet up or let's, go out or whatever. And so you, you you talk to them on the phone three or four times throughout the course of a week or two weeks, and you both agree on where to meet for the date, that kind of thing,
1: now, which
2: I think is different.
1: It is different, but um, still not somebody that was already in your orbit for a significant period of time prior to dating. Yeah. Do you have many of those or any of those? Um,
2: I'm actually talking to a girl currently um who i knew from a job back in 07 or 08 and uh uh you know life goes on and people go their separate ways but we were very friendly at the job i mean we got along really well and then she ended up getting married and whatever else now she's divorced got got caught back up on facebook and uh, we've been talking now for several weeks uh, in fact, I'm gonna have a phone date with her tonight. Not phone sex, a phone well, date.
1: It's a little early to say that. Let's catch up next week and find- <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, yeah. So oh,
1: is a so, phone
0: date something you do regularly? Uh,
1: No, not really.
0: We hear we are- people wanna know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're not no, up on man. the whole... I remember somebody explaining to me what sliding into your DMs meant. And and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But that was never... I mean, in 1996, there were no DMs, yeah. right? That's just yeah. not an option.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, several weeks ago, the first time we actually connected by phone, we ended up spending like two and a half hours on the phone. And I hate talking on the phone. Um, but I mean, we played each other music. We were... She was drinking wine, and I was, I was like, "Well, if you're going to drink wine, I'm going to grab me a beer." So I had a, a couple of beer, couple of drinks with her while we're on the phone, uh, Facetimed a little bit, uh, and just kind of—it was sort of a date, right? I mean, you spend two and a half hours of your evening with uh, someone on a level that is personable. I suppose it could be considered a phone date. We'll probably do that tonight. You know, she's got yeah. a lot. Of- going on so i'm kind of that pin cushion for her
1: i almost i almost exclusively dated people from my from my social circle right like i didn't there were there was only one case that i can look back on and see that it was a a blind date or a a date that was like a setup it wasn't any of those it was somebody i'd met and we had it actually twice um where i met somebody and we we really met and connected on the first date in some meaningful way um, once was once was a setup but the other one was I'm um, where I live and where I went to school you could travel between the two places by train on Amtrak and so I met this girl we were going back to school after Thanksgiving and I met her on the train and we were talking and we hit it off and no I'm sorry scratch that it was on the way to St. Louis from school when we met and we and I got her number and I invited her to go out on a date. And we went out on a date over Thanksgiving break. And then we connected again on the train on the way back. And we had a good time. We actually dated for a couple of months, um, but it did not work out because I was an idiot. But uh, that's a whole nother story. Um, yeah, she didn't want to break it off. I did because I was stupid. So anyhow, back to the point. Um, but that that would be the one case that is similar to what you talked about, CT, and that one was a setup. Somebody said, I know this person and they, I think they're going to really like you and you're going to really like them. And we went out on one date and I could just, at the end of it, I was like, I'd be shocked if she wants to go out with me again, mm-hmm. because I just, you just had that vibe that's like, yeah, you're kind of cool person and you apparently think I'm kind of cool, but we're not, we're just not clicking. Right. There's just no connection there, but um, everybody else that I dated almost exclusively was somebody that I knew for a while. And months or weeks or years sometimes. And um we had had a chance to get to know each other and see if we even had any kind of connection before the date was ever initiated. I remember at college, there was this one girl that I met and we went out on a couple of dates. And again, I broke it off because I'm an idiot. And she and I had hung out at parties and hung out in dorm rooms and stuff like that with groups of people and laughed and joked and told stories. And couple of times she asked me to walk her back to her dorm because it was nighttime and she was worried and I'm a big guy and I can intimidate people just by looking at them. And so, um, and then I said, Hey, I don't know. Just one time I just turned to her. I said, Hey, I don't know. I feel like we got kind of a connection. Would you like to go out sometime? And she's like, yeah. And we went out on a date a couple of times. And then again, I'm an idiot. So, but, but these were all situations where a relationship had started before we actually tried to make it a relationship. And I'm curious if that's a big difference in how things are going for you versus how they went for me. And I'm curious to hear what Lancy has to say about her, if she wants to talk about her relationships, if she has any insight in that too.
0: Most of the people that I went on dates with, I met through work. And not necessarily that I worked with them, that we were worked at the same company, but maybe they were a vendor or a supplier or someone that yeah. I you know, um, interacted with, but I met him mostly through work. Uh, one, one guy, I was a car dealer, a car sales guy that I went and bought a car from. And he asked me if I wanted to go out and I'm like, sure. You know, cause I kind of liked him. He was nice. And out on the date, he answered some questions funny and I looked at him and I'm like, you're married, aren't you? And he's like, well, what's the problem? And I'm like, we're done. <laughs> nope.
1: That figures. But yeah, yeah that, I would say that, well, my wife and I met at work. We met at, we were working, we were both working at a telephone <laughs> company as operators and we were working the swing shift. So we would get off at 11 or midnight, one in the morning, you know, and oftentimes you get off work and now you're like, I don't want to go straight home. Um, we were all living at home at the time we were young and, um, we would, you know, let's all, a group of us go hang out at Denny's or waffle house or one of those restaurants that's open 24 hours and just hang out for a little bit after work and have a coffee or go to a, if the bars were open, we'd go maybe get a pizza and the beer at a bar and hang out just as a group. And that's where apparently I was broadcasting the vibe that my wife got interested in because, it was actually at work one day when, when you're an operator, you're not allowed to talk to each other unless it's break time. These are rules. You can't, you're, if they see you talking to somebody else you're, you can be written up for that. So a lot of times communication was done via written notes. Um, If if you heard an operator struggling, for example, trying to figure out what to do, you'd see somebody, they would have like notes that they had written out on a piece of paper and they'd be pointing at something going, this is what you're looking for, right? They just hold it up and point to it. So the other thing you would do is you'd be sitting there on calls, writing out stuff and you'd slide it under the little dividers between each other to talk. It was a little like prison. So yeah, sounds <laughs> like. I got a note from her one time. It says, what are you doing this Friday? You want to go out? And I was like, I, yeah. Um, and that's how that all started. But I mean, we had known each other for four or five months ahead of that where we'd been working together, hanging out outside of work, going into Denny's and waffle house and,
0: I asked my husband. Did you? Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I asked him, this was before I, I even knew him, just, I, I met him through work. He was a vendor and we'd had a couple of conversations on the project we were working on. I'm like, do you want to go to lunch sometime? Cause he was really fun to talk to on the phone. And so we went to lunch and then we became friends and I thought that was all that was happening. But pretty soon I realized I was dating him. <laughs>
2: Surprise! surprise. Uh, yeah, for me it's totally different. I, you know, I, I, I find myself having to generate my own leads, so to speak. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, all of my friends are roughly my age, to within you know six years or so, uh, and so they're married, they have families, they have wives with kids, or they're they're divorced, they lost the house and the kids and they're bitter and want nothing to do with women. And when when I hear their stories, I'm like, I nah, don't blame you, bro. Um, <laughs> but I don't have any friends, like single guys looking. I don't have any, I, I look around and I can't, I can point out 15 different prospects, you know, wingman prospects and none of them, none of them would go out. You know, none of them, and I talk. I call them and say, "Hey, man, let's go hang out at uh, either uh, Hoots or no, is it Hoots? Yeah, Hoots or the the, the Diamond Place, which what I, where, I forget the name of it, Denim and Diamonds, or let's go hang out at uh, wherever." And they're like, "No, nah, dude, no, no, nah, I'm I I wouldn't be. I don't want to do that." So I'm literally on my own. Are and I, guys, I go are out.
1: Are these guys single?
2: Well, yeah, I would only call the single ones to mm-hmm. to go hang out with me. Um, of which, when I say single, I mean divorced. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all divorced, um, um, and they know that none of them ever want to do it. Um, so I'm always on my own. I've got to go out and sit. Well,
1: I would I would love to go be some guy's wingman. I would love to do. I would love to get back and be on the periphery of the dating game and not yeah. be a player, like be yeah. a. Me being one of the guys on the sidelines, you guys walk, you know. Yeah, yeah. What about women, Ct? Don't you have
0: do you have women friends that you can go hang out with, or does it just does that ruin what
1: you're trying to do?
0: That's a really good question. Turn this
1: into a counseling session for C T and his dating life. This is yeah, really I mean, right. y'all are y'all are just basically listening to three people three friends I mean, talking to each other about stuff yeah. i'm a, i'm I'm one of those girls that
0: has guys for friends and we would totally go out and do things together and I would
1: like what about that one what
0: about yeah. her you know
1: um I've had I've had female friends like that that was awesome yeah it was really cool because we weren't interested in each other but she was like She's really cute. You should go hit on her. And I'm like, here, let me help you.
0: I'll just go ask her what she thinks.
1: Yeah. yeah, That was, that was killer. That was a great move in college when she'd go, what do you think (laughs) of him? And she almost always came out and go, well, sorry, dude. (laughs) Here, have another drink. (laughs) Yeah. I'll buy you one. Anyway, go ahead. CT. We're we're Uh, off on a tangent.
2: Yeah. I guess the question is, do I have girls who are friends? Um, sure. Yeah, I do. Um, I always feel kind of bad, though, asking them, hey, go to this bar with me so that I can pick up chicks. You know what I mean? Because I don't know if that would hurt their feelings a little bit, you know? I mean, you you have to understand their personalities and and what they want. I I think if I asked them to go out out to a bar with me, they'd go, oh, yeah, sure, let's go. And then I'd be like to be my wingman. And they'd be, oh.
1: (laughs) And I I just – I don't – so wait, why why are these girls not on your dating list then? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just curious why. Um
2: because the uh the situational dichotomy doesn't mesh. The
1: that situational there's situ- a very that was a very creative way of saying I'm not answering that question on I mean <laughs> you could just say I don't want to talk about
0: it man it's yeah it. no so, so we've gone a little bit over but did I ever tell you about the you guys about the time my brother moved to town when he we were both single and I was his wingman no <laughs> he and I he, he called me and says I need to go I need to meet a girl I need to go out and meet some girls and I want to go dancing and I don't have anybody to go out with me let's go out dancing and I'm like okay So we go out dancing and he and I dance a couple of times and then we're there just talking. And then he says, okay, I'm going to go cruise. And I'm like, okay. And he takes off and starts making his rounds around the bar and he finds someone and they're out there dancing. And there was a guy that had been sitting beside us at our little corner of the bar and he's looking at my brother out there and he's looking at me and he says, doesn't that bother you that your guy's out there with another girl? Uh. And And I look at him and I'm like, oh, no, man, we do this all the time. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, my God. And I finally tell him, yeah, that's my brother. He's new in town.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Any final thoughts on the topic of the dating game?
2: No, I don't suppose so. I I find when I go out, it is generally alone. But I've discovered that if you go toward the night, you're going to bomb. But if you let the night come to you, you'll probably succeed. And what I mean by that is let the situations unfold. Let let situations unfold around you and you know make yourself visible, but you know, let the, I call it letting the night come to you. And and generally some of my favorite nights when I go out alone is when I'm just sitting there leaned up on a banister somewhere having a beer and a girl, this has happened several times, comes up to me and goes, Hey, would you go dance with her? You know, because she, they're girlfriends and I'm always like, hell yeah, I'll go dance with her. I'll dance with anybody at, at a I don't care. I don't care. Thin, fat, old, young, I'll go dance. I'll dance with anybody because that's part of being visible. You want people to see you. And so I'm always like, yeah. And you always end up falling into their group. Like if there's, two couples with like that that fifth wheel,
0: mm-hmm. the girl,
2: then you always kind of fall into their group and and laugh and you're high-fiving and drinking beers and yelling over the music. And when a good song comes on, it's you hit the dance floor. Those are fun party nights. That's usually when I get a, a at least a phone number and a date. At least one date. Sometimes two. Uh, yeah, sometimes two. But those are the fun nights for me. Those are the ones.
0: Michael, you have any closing
1: thoughts? That sounds like a lot of work, what you just described. <laughs> and so I don't know, in my, in my current situation, um, I gotta tell you, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would even try to go back. This probably means that I would fall right into another relationship based on our earlier hypothesis. But I don't even know that I would wanna go out and do all of that, right? I wouldn't mind necessarily going out occasionally. There are times when I miss being around people. But um, I just, I just look at the whole dating thing as just so much effort. Then I'm like, man, I'm tired. I'm getting, I'm getting up there. I'm perfectly fine with being by myself. I think that's another thing that um, that I've learned about myself is that as I, as I've reached a certain level of maturity, I have spent time kind of learning about myself and learning what I do and don't like and what I can and can't control and I've become a lot more comfortable with myself over the years. Um, and I've gotten to a point now where being alone is no longer the, the daunting prospect that I used to always be when I was younger. So this this idea of spending days, weeks, months, years alone isn't, isn't as scary as it was at one time in my life. Um, I'm not saying that I don't want people in my life, but just having an evening where I'm home alone reading a book is not something that's bad. Um having weeks of that is not necessarily bad. Um mm. so I kind of I've kind of gotten to that point where being alone is an okay thing for me, right? I'm I'm okay, I'm comfortable being alone with my thoughts and myself. Um and I and I think that I think that means that I don't need another person in my life to to fill that gap because I don't really have the gap anymore.
2: Yeah. So. Well, okay. Yeah. I I mean I can't say that. I'm not married. I I because when I say I'm alone, I don't mean my wife is in the next room, you know, or no, yeah. ever. I'm alone. And so going through all of that effort of date, you're right, Michael. Dating is effort, but going out really isn't. Going out is the easy part. Like my my biggest pickup line, and I use this every time I go out, and it's highly successful, is you dancing? And that's it. That's it. If they say yes, boom, this is going to be a good night because I've got a dance partner, someone to buy a drink with, someone to sit down with. If she's with the group, great. If she's not, so much the better. Shoot pool, whatever. Um, But that's it. That's all the effort that it really takes outside of getting ready and driving and whatever else. But uh, yeah, you dancing. I I
0: also want to say back to Michael that I think your viewpoint on that might be a little bit slanted because you're married with children and sometimes when you have children those alone times are precious (laughs) so there might be a little you might be a lot more comfortable with being alone simply because chaotic family life makes them that time
1: better i think I think that my wife would fall into that category, but I actually don't. Um, We had kids really late. We spent a long time married without kids. And my desire for kids grew and grew and grew and grew and was never fulfilled. And when we finally had my firstborn, I was 40. That's very late. Um, And I do not ever... I never have a time in my life where I'm like, man, I'm really sick and tired of these kids. I want them to get out of my face. It is never like that. Right. Um, A a little anecdote about that. My wife, when she hits the wall and she gets tired. She's grumpy. (laughs) And um, so a lot of times where we start to have the fights between uh, my wife and the kids is late at night when we're trying to get them to go to bed and one of my favorite things to do is read to my kids. So I'll sit in like, especially if they're sleeping in the same room, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they're sleeping in the same room. Uh, this happens a lot. So I'll be in there reading. My wife will be in there just sitting there playing on her phone and the kids will be sitting there listening to me read and they're interacting with me. They're asking questions about the story. They're making hypothesis about what's coming up. And they're telling me how that relates to their lives and stuff like that. And I'm digging it. I'm like, this is awesome. And my wife's like, Shh, go to sleep. <laughs> and, and i'm like will you stop this is this is something i'm going to cherish until i die these little conversations in bed you know while they're in bed trying to put them to sleep these little conversations are going to be something i'm going to cherish forever and you're ruining it by being grumpy i'm like if you want to go to bed go to bed i'll put them to bed right well, and that's I, what,
0: I take it back i'm sorry no i just
1: i was just i was just going to say um the The there is, but you do make a good point about you know, I am, I do have three people in my house all the time, but I don't, I don't particularly, I'm not annoyed by them being around, right? It's not a situation where I'm like, oh, you guys are getting on my nerves. I need a break. Um, but when I do spend long times alone, which does happen periodically, I do miss them, but it's not something where I, I, there's a different, there's a different vibe. Right? There's a difference between I miss the people that are close to me versus I just need somebody in my life because I feel so alone. I don't know if that's easily conveyed. It's a different vibe is all I'm trying yeah. to say. So anyway, yeah. okay, That went way longer than I thought it should have. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, then we're just going to wrap this up. Um, Good deal. All right. Well, then that concludes this episode of the writing guys um if you have a question that you would like us to answer um about how men think and how you can get that into your character visit the and
1: click the button ask us a question oh 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 oh, oh wait uh we completely forgot to do this lancy mccall has a book out left turn go and check it out and ct andrews has multiple books on amazon right and they're under the gods of blood and lust what's the name of the first book in your series ct uh
2: gladiators passion followed what? by gladiators devotion followed by gladiators redemption followed by gladiators
1: revelation there you go so he's got four books oh, out there. i do not have yeah. a book out yet but it's coming soon and i just wanted to put a plug out there don't forget to go out and check out their books
2: yeah 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 lancy's uh well by the time we broadcast this it won't be in pre pre-sale anymore right.
0: but yeah, yeah on,
2: what august 15th august
0: cool. 15th yeah thank you guys you remember more about it than me <laughs> i
2: noticed yeah. it has a rank which means you've got a sale somewhere out there
1: oh nice
2: yeah <laughs> okay. All right,
0: guys. Thank you very much. And um be sure and like, follow, and subscribe to the Writing Guys podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will see you next time.
2: All right. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye.